What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Last Take Sports Podcast. And we are continuing the series of the college football predictions for next season. And this quarantine is, it's kind of been going up by a little bit faster for me as the days go on. But how about you guys? Elliot, I got to be honest with you. This, this is taking a toll on me. I mean, I've been stuck in my house for about two and a half months, and I just can't wait to get out. But I mean, I've just been trying to keep myself busy uh, playing video games. Uh, just watching TV and stuff. Sadly, there's no sports on, but, and I've been doing some schoolwork, but just the normal teenage things, but that's been keeping myself pretty busy. How about you guys? You guys been keeping up good? Yeah, I've been good also. I have a quick question for the viewers though. Do you guys like these type of podcasts where we just do like us three compared to when we do interviews? You can ask us or tell us on Instagram, Snapchat, wherever you can find us, because we're very interested to see what you guys like better. And also, I just wanted to say, are you guys kind of excited because the, the governor in Michigan did, did say that there are, more, there are less restrictions? So I just want to hear a little take on that from you guys. Yeah, uh, soon the stay-at-home order will be taken off, and I'll, we'll all be finally be able to go outside and hopefully record some podcasts with each other but we might we might have to stick with this over zoom for a while because uh social distancing and uh making sure we're all healthy and being safe with the coronavirus pandemic going on but yeah i mean i'm pretty excited for everything to start opening up soon but i think the good thing is though we're we've all been uh pretty healthy lately and we've all been staying safe so that's uh that's a good thing so let's let's get right into it guys so Today, we're doing the Big Ten predictions and the ACC predictions, and we're going to start off with the Big Ten. So in the Big Ten East, we're going to start with our top four. So at number four in the Big Ten East, I have Michigan State finishing six and six overall and finishing four and five in conference. Henry, what do you have for the Big Ten East? Yeah, in fourth place, Andrew, I do have the Indiana Hoosiers at eight and four and five and four in conference. I think that because of their loss of their quarterback, Michael Penix Jr., I I think it's just they're going to come back and be a lot better because they didn't lose much. And the bottom of the Big Ten is, especially the Big Ten East, is not going to be very good this year. Yeah, in the Big Ten East, I actually do have Indiana and they're going eight and four. And that this is just because I think the East is very, it's, it's very top heavy. And I just don't think that Indiana is one of those top teams, but I think they could get some easy wins against the bottom tier East teams, like my Michigan State, like our Michigan State Spartans, our number one team. But I'm just curious to see who your top three are and what order they're in. So Andrew, why don't you start us off with your third? So at number three in the Big Ten East, I have the University of Michigan finishing nine and three overall and six and three in conference. So as I'm going undefeated in non-conference play, but picking up three losses in Big Ten play. So look out for that. Big Ten play should be a little rough for Michigan against uh, those top tier teams like uh, Ohio State and Penn State. So Michigan fans, you did just know, I think you guys are going to finish well but maybe not as good as you guys would like. 
Yeah, Andrew, I completely agree with what you said here. I have the exact same record. I believe I probably have the exact same teams that they're losing to in Penn State, Ohio State. And I think I have Minnesota or some team from the Big Ten West where I do have Michigan at 9-3 and and 6-3 and in conference play. Yeah, I have Michigan actually at 8-4 and and 5-4 and in conference play finishing third because I'm not sure if what, – what's his first name, McCaffrey? Dylan. Dylan McCaffrey, McCaffrey, I'm not sure if he can step into that quarterback role. And I have to be honest, I thought Shea Patterson, even though Michigan Michigan fans, I know there are a lot listening, didn't think he produced so much in his college. I thought he was fine. He just had so much competition that he had to work with. And you're comparing him to other great Big Ten quarterbacks. And I, I don't know if I could see Dylan McCaffrey stepping in as good as Shea Patterson did. And I'm not even sure if Dylan McCaffrey – will be the starting quarterback. A lot of these teams in the Big Ten have lost their quarterback. So we're going to have to find out together. Yeah, and Dylan McCaffrey isn't really known to be the best thrower in the conference. So it'll be interesting to see because Shea Patterson was a much better thrower in uh, that Michigan offense. So we'll see about Dylan McCaffrey. The thing is with Dylan McCaffrey, though, he's very versatile and he can run option plays. He's a great runner. So that'll be interesting to see. But let's move on to the number two spot in the Big Ten East. And this, this I think, are our top two spots. I mean, a lot of people might expect it with, I'm pretty sure we all, Penn State and Ohio State. But some people might disagree with the order. But for me, at number two, I have Penn State going 11-1 overall and 8-1 and in conference play. And their only loss I have is Ohio State. And a lot of people are going to say, oh, they're facing Ohio State at home, though. It's going to be the whiteout. Well, listen to this. I have Ohio State going into the whiteout and beating them for Penn State's only loss of the season. So, Henry, what do, you, what do you have there at number two in the Big Ten East? I also have Penn State at 11-1 and and 8-1 and in conference play with their loss being at home to Ohio State like you did, Andrew. I think it's just going to be hard to stop Justin Fields all year and He's probably, in my opinion, the early Heisman pick because he's going to be, in my also in my opinion, the best quarterback in all of college football, the best player in all of college football, and could prove to be the number one pick in the NFL draft. But that's the main reason why I do have Ohio State going into Death Valley when they do have the best player in the conference, the best player in the country. Yeah, I also have Penn State going 11-1, only lost to Ohio State at home. But I believe, Henry, did you have uh, Ohio State losing that game originally? Because I believe you did. Originally, yes, I did. But then I took into account the fact that they still have Justin Fields on the roster. And if you have Justin Fields, most likely I'm going to pick you to win. Yeah, I actually did have Ohio State losing that game originally. But I thought about it. And I think Justin Fields, as you mentioned, I think he could very well be the Heisman winner this season as long as things go right. And he could very well be the number one overall pick. And this is why I think uh, Penn State will lose is because they can't stop that running game. And mostly it's going to be Justin Fields, I feel like, because he is so versatile at that dual threat quarterback. Yeah, but the thing is, not a lot of teams come out of the whiteout uh, with a win. So that, that will be interesting to see. But I think Justin Fields is the guy to do it. But going to number one, I mean, I think we all can agree with this. I have Ohio State finishing number one in the Big Ten East, going 
going 12 and 0 undefeated 9 and 0 in conference play and i'm pretty sure you guys have the same correct correct all right, so here's where things get very interesting. It's the Big Ten West, and I'm actually really curious to see where, where, what you guys have at four, but let's just start off. Andrew, who do you have at four? At number four, we have uh, Nebraska Cornhuskers making a, making a comeback season, I guess you could say. At six and six, they're going to make a bowl game this year, so Husker fans, watch out for that. I think Adrian Martinez is going to be a much more developed quarterback this year. Scott Frost is going to have that team booming, and I see him at number four going six and six and four and five in conference play. Yeah, Andrew, I also agree with you having Nebraska at number four in the conference, but I do have Nebraska winning one more game than you, and I have them going seven and five and four and five in conference play. And that's strictly because of the fact that Adrian Martinez is going to be in his third year as the Nebraska starter, and I think eventually he's going to have to make a – he's not have to, but he's going to make a bowl game. He's been in that Scott Frost system for three years now, and I think eventually it's just going to happen with that team. Yeah, you guys have actually turned me over to the Nebraska team, but I didn't have them finishing at that fourth spot. And I actually had Wisconsin finishing at the fourth spot. And you might be a little surprised because it might be a little low for you guys, but I actually – I don't think that this team is going to be so good this year. I, Jack Cohn, is that the quarterback's name? Jack Cohn, I, I think he's going to have a really down year this year. And I, I don't know where, what to say, but they lost Jonathan Taylor to the draft. And I understand that they have a really good defense every year. And their offensive line is great and all. But I think quarterback play, if you don't have a top-tier running back, is very, very important. And I don't think they have that. Yeah, Elliot, but let's move on to number three, and uh, I have Wisconsin, and I got Wisconsin Badgers at number three going nine and three, and you mentioned you don't think uh, Jack Cohn's going to have that great of a year. Well, I, I think he's going to have a pretty solid year. I mean, he had a pretty decent year last year, and I know he had the help of a great uh, backfield with Jonathan Taylor, but I expect a little better this year from him, and I, I think he'll deliver, so... I have Wisconsin Badgers finishing third in the Big Ten West and going nine and three overall and seven and two in conference play. Henry, what do you have here at number three in the Big Ten West? I also do have Wisconsin, but I have them winning one less game than you do, Andrew. I have them at eight and four overall and six and three in the Big Ten conference. And I think it's going to depend a lot for Wisconsin on the play of Jack Cohn. They've been able to rely on the play of Jonathan Taylor for the past three years, but he's gone, and I don't know who the running back's going to be. And usually Wisconsin is a strictly running back-based team, but this year they're not going to be able to. They're, Jack Cohn's going to have all, all day to throw because of the fact that Wisconsin has one of the best offensive lines in college football. So – it's going to be interesting to see if he's going to be able to use his weapons that he has there and show that he's going to be a really good quarterback. But I do have Wisconsin as the third team in the Big Ten West. Yeah, moving on to the second team in the Big Ten West, I have Iowa here going actually 9-3 and three in overall and 6-3 and three in conference play. And I, even though they lost uh, Beathard, and their, or their quarterback, sorry, I'm – blanking out is his name better Nate Stanley Stanley sorry 
Feathered was a couple of years ago. Nate Stanley, I just think they're an all-around great team. They're not – I wouldn't say great, but they're an all-around Iowa team. As we, we can all expect it, they're going to fight every game. And that's what I really like about that. why they're going 9-3. and three. Yeah, Elliot, I agree with you here. At number two in the Big Ten West, I got Iowa. And uh, I see the Hawkeyes finishing 9-3, and three, like you said, and 6-3 and three in conference play. So I have exactly the same thing there. I just think Iowa's defense is just going to be really good. And I know they lost some pieces uh, all around, but I, I just expect them to go out there and show uh, some heart, which they normally do. And I, I just think they're going to have a great season. Their defense is going to lead them there. I don't expect their offense to be amazing, but I think, I think like I said, the defense is going to carry them. And I, I have to say the Big Ten West isn't really that stacked, like not very much many powerhouses. So I expect them to do well in conference play, and I, that's what I think will lead them. Yeah, I agree with both of you, except for one thing. I have them losing in, I'm, I think, the second game of the season to Iowa State, who we've talked about a lot in the, our Big 12 Predictions podcast. But I do have Iowa as the second-best team in – not second-best – well, yeah, second-best team in the Big Ten West at 8-4 and four and 6-3 and three in conference play. I think it's really dependent on that defense because they lost a lot on offense. They lost their quarterback. Whenever you lose your quarterback, especially at a team like Iowa, who's not bringing in top-tier talent year to year, it's going to be hard to replace. But Iowa is just a team, like you guys mentioned, that's going to go out there, fight every single week. In my opinion, they have one of the most underrated home crowds in all of college football. And I think that's just going to will Iowa to an 8-4 and four record. Yeah, just a little thing about Iowa is what did you guys think of Tristan Wurst being, I believe, the fourth offensive lineman going in the draft? I know it's getting a little off topic, but I thought he was going to go definitely first on the draft on uh, offensive Yeah, I mean, a lot of people expected the Giants to take him uh, instead of Andrew Thomas, and I was really surprised that he fell that far. I thought he, he could possibly have been better than Jedrick Wills and the Browns could have possibly taken him or uh, Mikai Becton. I'm pretty sure you say it. I mean, I think he could have been better than him. He's, he could arguably be the best offensive lineman in that draft. So we'll just have to see how he does in the season. I mean, how else can you play it to script? Think about, I mean, he's falling to the bucks. He's falling to Tom Brady. What, how, how else could this become worse? Other, there's no other worse way this could have ended with Tom Brady getting the best offensive lineman in the draft. And, of course, that's, that's just Tom Brady's luck in the NFL. He's just that guy. Yeah, I mean, right when you think uh, when Tom Brady leaves uh, Foxborough, you think, oh, man, maybe, maybe uh, other teams might have a chance at going to the Super Bowl this year. But, no, nope, uh, he just lands a hidden gem in the first round. So just just his luck. I mean, that guy that guy's had a great roster around him every year, year in, year out. But let's finish up here. Let's go to the number one spot in the Big Ten West. And I'm pretty sure we all have the same thing here. We all we all have Minnesota, I think. Uh, Minnesota finishing eleven and one overall and eight and one in conference. And man, they I just expect them to have a great season. Their quarterback is returning. He had a great season last year. I just expect him to have an even better season this year, and he has great wide receivers surrounding him. Defense is going to be great. I, I just think they're going to they're going to have a great year. Go eleven and one, and will their way 
to the conference championship game. What do you have, Henry? Yeah, I agree with you, Andrew. Minnesota, 11-1, and 8-1 in conference. And they're going to have one of the best offenses in the Big Ten. And that's going to, in my opinion, will them to the top spot in the Big Ten West. And I think they will have a solid shot at beating Ohio State in that Big Ten championship game. Yeah, and I have actually Minnesota going 12-0. and And you guys might be a little surprised, but... That's because strictly P.J. Fleck and his, and, his, and his ability to coach. I mean, I remember talking to uh, Coach Bellamy about it, and he said P.J. Fleck is definitely one of the most aggressive coaches in the, in the Big Ten that try to recruit some good players. And their quarterback is returning, like you guys mentioned, and I believe it's Tanner Morgan, if I'm correct. Tanner Morgan is returning, and I really like this Minnesota team. So. In the conference championship, I have some. I have Minnesota and Ohio State, and I believe we all have the same thing. Yeah, but before before we go to the conference championship game, just for the listeners who don't know, Elliot mentioned uh, Coach Bellamy. He's uh, Coach Ron Bellamy, coach of West Bloomfield High School football, and he is uh, he has one of the best programs in Michigan, so that's why he's very familiar with all the D one coaches. So we mentioned PJ Fleck. As Elliot mentioned, he's one of the aggressive recruiters. And I love P.J. Fleck personally. I think the way he turned Minnesota around, I mean, Minnesota Minnesota was not a great program before. And then you see Minnesota have a great year last year. I mean, it was just great to see under P.J. Fleck. And he also turned around that Western Michigan football program where he was before uh, Minnesota. And, I mean, he – He's just an amazing coach. I think he gets those guys to play with all their heart out there, and I I just really like him as a coach. But let's go to the conference championship, guys. And for me, I have Minnesota and Ohio State playing for the conference championship. And I I have Ohio State winning this, guys. I mean, I have Ohio State going uh, 13-0 and in the season. And, uh, I mean, winning the Big Ten Conference for yet again another year. I just see Justin Fields being the best quarterback in the country, arguably the best quarterback in the country. And I think Ohio State is one of the best offenses in the country, and that's just going to will their way over Minnesota. Yeah, Andrew, I completely agree here. I have Ohio State winning the Big Ten Championship. I think this is a pretty obvious pick. Ohio State, in my opinion, is going to be the best team in the country next year. and. I think we'll have to see, but I may have Ohio State winning my national championship, but we'll have to see. I completely agree with everything you guys have said. I I think P.J. Fleck will win a Big Ten championship another year with this Minnesota team if he doesn't go to the NFL as an NFL coach. But I honestly this, – this Ohio State team it might be one of the best, even though they lost – their running back, J.K. Dobbins, and their defensive end in uh, Chase Young. But I honestly, I, I, like, I really like this Ohio State team. Yeah, before we go to a quick break here, why don't you guys give us some of your sleepers for this 2020 Big Ten season? Yeah, Henry, I got a few sleepers. I think uh, Illinois and Purdue out of the Big Ten West, I see uh, – those teams doing somewhat well. I think Indiana out of the Big Ten East. And I think Nebraska out of the Big Ten West. I'd say that's probably my biggest sleeper 
Nebraska, watch out for them. They might have not had the best couple seasons in the past few seasons, but I expect them to make a great comeback season this upcoming season, guys. Yeah, Andrew, my sleepers for this year are a lot of what you have. But my two main sleepers, I would say, are Purdue with, in my opinion, one of the best receivers in all of college football, Rondell Moore, as well as David Bell, who isn't one of the – I wouldn't say one of the best, but he's a very good receiver. And also I have Indiana, who is returning their quarterback, like I mentioned before. I don't think I want to butcher his name anymore. But he, they're also going to be a huge sleeper in the Big Ten East and could possibly shock a lot of people and win nine or ten games. Yeah, and also uh, Maryland, I think we're forgetting a little bit about them, even though Talia Tagovailoa isn't isn't ready to play yet for this Maryland Terrapins offense, but I actually could see them going I, – I could see them making a bowl game this year. Yeah, guys, before we do our 2020 ACC predictions, you guys all love to hear I've been hearing – Elliot talk about Anchor. So why don't we hear Elliot talk about Anchor one more time? Thank you guys for listening to that quick ad from Anchor. I know uh, that's probably your favorite part of the show, listening to Elliot talk about our sponsorship. But anyway, let's get right into the ACC predictions. And uh, is there anything you guys would like to say about the ACC? Because I know uh, they definitely have a uh, past history of having a lot of shockers as the conference Clemson. champion. Clemson! Yeah, I, I can agree with that. I think Clemson uh, is definitely the front runner for this conference. But let's, let's get right into the uh, coastal division in the ACC. So who do you guys have finishing at number four, Henry? Yeah. Yeah, Andrew, I do have in fourth place in the coastal division for the ACC, I do have Virginia Tech at eight and four and five and three overall. And I think that's a lot on the fact they have a really good defense and they have a solid returning quarterback. I don't want to, I'm pretty, I don't really remember his name, but I know they do have a solid quarterback coming back. And I think the ACC is a weak conference overall besides Clemson. And I think they're just going to beat each other up. I got to be honest with you guys. I didn't, I didn't even need to do the top four. I just I have I have my top one, and my top one is North Carolina. Wow, wow! All right, all right. That is that is a bold prediction out of the I, coastal division. So could you could you explain it a little behind that? Well, simply Carolina did make a bowl game last year, and uh, and I think they're just going to improve every single year under their head coach and. And I just, I don't know. I just under Mark Mac Brown, and he's he's just improved over the years. What do you guys think of my bold prediction? I, I'm just very curious. All right, I got I got to be honest with you. I did not have them finishing number one in the coastal, but I I'm I'm saying I don't I'm not mad at that. Like it's not a terrible prediction because I also have North Carolina finishing eleven and one, and seven one in the conference. But I do not have them finishing at top of the coastal conference or division and going to the conference championship. And that is actually university of Miami finishing at number one, going to the conference championship out of the coastal division. I have them also finishing 11 and one and seven and one in the conference, but that's simply because I expect Miami to get that head to head win over North Carolina. 
So what do you, what do you think, Henry? How, what do you think about that North Carolina prediction from Elliot? Well, I do agree with Elliot. I have North Carolina winning the ACC Coastal Division. And like you said, Andrew, with Miami, I have them in second. And I think this conference, in my opinion, is going to come down to Miami and North Carolina. Whoever wins that is going to play Clemson because Clemson's going to, Clemson's going to win the Atlantic Division no matter what because it's Clemson. So whoever, whoever wins the Coastal is going to have a shot to beat Clemson. And in my opinion, it's going to be between Miami and UNC. And UNC is going to win that game in the regular season, which will prevail them into the ACC championship game. And I think we can all agree, whoever wins that division has the pleasure to lose to Clemson in the conference championship. Yeah, that, that, should, that should be very nice uh, for, for one of those teams. I think, they should, uh, I think they might receive one of those old-fashioned spankings by Trevor Lawrence and Dabo Sweeney. But let's, let's just move on to the Atlantic division. And uh, I, I, I simply have to say Clemson. I, I don't know what else to say, guys, here. I mean, Clemson, Trevor Lawrence. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is going to win the Heisman Trophy. I mean, Dabo Sweeney, am I right? I just see Clemson finishing 11-1 and overall and 8-0 and in conference. I just see him totally demolishing this conference. But I do have him losing to Notre Dame. That's the only loss I have. But I, I, just, I just see them uh, winning the Atlantic division by a long shot. Yeah, Andrew, this, this division is close at all. And Clemson's going to run away with it. Doesn't, doesn't matter. They'll, they'll lose one game. Maybe to Notre Dame. They're not going to lose in conference. It's Clemson. They're not going to lose in conference probably for the next 10 years. Okay, that's not realistic. But they're not going to lose this year with Trevor Lawrence. And maybe they'll lose to Notre Dame, but I don't have that happening. So Clemson's going to go 12-0, 9-0. And I can already say this. They're, they're going to be the champions of the ACC. That's all, that's all I have. Yeah, and I think that's all she wrote, folks. So thank you for listening to the Last Take Sports podcast. I don't think we even need to do sleepers, do we? Well, well, Elliot, I, 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 I have a little – I've got a little for sleepers. I think uh, watch out for Virginia out of the coastal uh, division. And then I think uh, NC State could shock some people. I think Florida State should have a decent year compared to last year. Yeah, and that, that's pretty much on sleepers, but let's, let's just touch up a little on the conference championship so uh, fans of the Coastal Division uh, can know uh, maybe who, who might lose to Clemson. So, guys, I, I have University of Miami going up against Clemson. And, guys, I, I feel like this is a little repetitive, but I have Clemson winning, yeah. <laughs> I, I got Clemson winning this uh, ACC uh, div- or conference, so what – I expect you the same, Henry, so why don't you go on and share that? Yeah, I also do have Clemson. I know it's a complete shocker. You're never going to hear this one again. But I have a quick question for you guys. Who do you – what would you say if, – if you were a team in the Coastal Division, would you rather be bad and not have to worry about getting spanked by Clemson in the conference championship game, or would you rather be good and have the pleasure of getting absolutely destroyed 51 to nothing or 70 to nothing to Clemson? in the conference championship game. I have to say, Henry, I mean, they, they can at least have bragging rights against their other Coastal Division teams saying, oh, yeah, we, we got to get to the – we got to the uh, conference championship game. But, I mean, just to get embarrassed by Clemson, I don't, I don't know if it's worth it. I mean, what, what, do you, what do you think, Elliot? 
Yeah, I mean, there is some injury concerns. Clemson is a rough team out there. So I I don't know if it's really worth it. But I'm, for for a coach's sake, I don't want to be bad and lose my job. So I would rather I would rather finish at the top to get beat by Clemson. Yeah, and you know uh, that that team from the Coastal uh, Division that's going to face Clemson in the conference championship game. I mean, they got a bowl game to look ahead for. You know, and I I don't know if it's worth it to risk it against Clemson in the conference championship. You know, I mean, you you already know the outcome. I think you play it safe win the bowl game, and the coach gets to keep their job, you know? So, yeah. Exactly. I, think, I think, like, finishing third, maybe, in the in the Coastal Division, you know, still get a bowl game. You don't have to face Clemson. I mean, sounds worth it to me. Coach gets to keep his job. Yeah, Elliot, I, I would have to agree with that. So, I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, I think that wraps it up for today's episode of uh, the Last Take Sports podcast. And I just want to thank all of you guys for listening. We really appreciate every single one of you guys. And Elliot, do you have something to touch on that? Yes, please subscribe on Apple. You can hit a subscribe button. And also write a review and leave us a rate. Leave us a five-star rate if you really liked us. And write a good review. It, it, would, it would really mean a lot to us. Thank you for listening. And like Henry mentioned, DM us on Instagram if you like the us three giving our predictions or even a special guest. But with that, we will see you guys next time for another special episode of the Last Take Sports Podcast.